Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is already the 27th of February. It's my daughter's birthday, and I woke up this morning, and I was looking through my emails, which I do every morning, and I had gotten a letter from Marco's mother, and it just made me cry. And then I got, like, that that feeling, like, when I saw Christ, where you know how your hair stand up, and it, it's not really, like, standing up, but that feeling like they are, and, and you get that little breeze that goes through you, and all of that. And, uh, wow, that just got me. Just got me this morning, to the point where I wrote something like, hey, um, good morning, Marco, to, to Liam. And it turned out, I was like, isn't that funny? But I was thinking of him and his mom. Beautiful message. Today's message, today's show, Relationship Wednesday, is a huge awakening day because we all know on the outside, in our brains, when we talk to each other, logically, every way possible, we already know that a relationship cannot fix us. It can help us see ourselves, that it can do. It can help us see what we accept, what we don't, why we do, why we don't, why we're there, why we chose this person, what attracted us to them, what were we willing to do for that attraction. There's a lot of reasons in different points in our lives why we are attracted to certain people. Not all people are people at first we would think we would be attracted to, like, well, I never thought about that. And and then you try, but then over time you, you can't get rid of the foreign feelings. And other times you just feel a fit. But most of the time, upon meeting someone, we don't know the difference yet. And then we establish this very open dialogue. We tell each other everything. And as a result of that, we start to feel close to that person. Once we start feeling close to somebody and they let that euphoria, it's going, and they start to let themselves relax a little bit, and we start to relax a little bit, that's when we really start to see what's there. And it's not easy to see what's there because we are so living in that cloud of first meeting each other. So that whole expectation of, wow, my life's now complete. Wow, I found someone I want to be with. Wow, I want to please that person I want to be with. Oh, this feels great. I want to stay here forever. And a lot of times we verbalize those thoughts because we are so excited. So then once we get in and we realize, hey, wait a minute, this may not be 
my home. Well, the truth is to everybody, if it's not your home and you're feeling that, ultimately, it's not the other person's home either. And that realization usually puts us in a bind because once we're in that bind, like, oh, wow, I don't know if I really belong here. Oh, shoot. Now what do I do? I just told this person what a great person I am to people and how much I care about them and how I want to stay there. And I I gave them all the details of my life. And you start talking like that to yourself. You tend to say, well, I think I'll try and I'll stay and let's see what happens. You stay. We talked a little bit about this yesterday, but now specifically inside of a relationship. Because that's when we really know the answers. And that's we really have to think about answering ourselves by action to our gut feelings. Our gut feelings are rarely wrong. I always call our gut feelings the jury because juries usually get it right. There's 12 people, and once in a while we will hear a small percentage. But for the most part, juries get it right. Answer legal questions that may be hard to ask. And maybe questions that they never thought to ask because they just didn't understand the law. And inside of each of us, inside each of us, we know the answers too. We know the answers to the questions. And when you start to listen to yourself, like let's say, you start getting this ping, this feeling, and it won't go away. It like comes up, you know how fire alarms and batteries, when they go off, the thing just keeps on beeping until you go nuts and you have to change it, change it, and it's still doing that. What's wrong with it? And later on, you find out, well, there's a special battery that you use for them, and then it won't make that noise. But who knew? And it's the same thing with our gut feeling. When we start to believe that a relationship will fix us in some way, we just took a ton of pressure, put it on the person, and now we're putting it on the person on top of us not feeling like we're okay with this relationship because nobody can fix anybody. Once someone tries to fix you, and this is all in the unconscious part of our minds, we know it's our job to fix ourselves. But what happens is if somebody comes in and tries to rescue us or fix us or change us, 
or make us better, whatever that means. The way it affects the soul it's happening to is the problem. The fixer doesn't have confidence you can do it or you can fix it or you can be it. So they feel they have to do it. But the person who receives it is going to be the one that's the problem for both of you. Because the person who receives it deep inside knows their job. They need to do this. The fact that you're doing it starts bringing out a rebellion in them. Without them wanting it, they come in wanting to be fixed, wanting to be coddled, wanting to be supported, all of that. But we have a survival instinct in us that makes us not want to depend that to that level emotionally to anybody because then we don't own ourselves in the entire job of each one of our lifetimes is to own ourselves. So when someone comes in and starts doing everything for us, another deep inside feeling shows up. What if that person dies? Now what? Where do I go? How will I take care of myself? We fight them. I know how to do that. I can do that. And then that confuses the one doing it because in the beginning, they kind of both set it up that way, behaving in a way that is atypical to the relationship. All of a sudden, you are cutting the other person up for not knowing what you want them to know. Or the person that's receiving all the fixing or trying to be fixed starts to say, oh, you got it wrong because they don't want to be fixed. So they start fighting you back, and now the two of you are in discord. You're not flowing anymore. I would always suggest to any couple, people who've been together for 40 years and people who've been together for 40 days, always allow space and patience for the two of you to show each other who you are because that's when we are thriving. That's when we grow together. Two of us fight for the relationship as opposed to, as opposed to one of us in there to fix the other and the other one that's getting fixed trying to prove that they are smarter than you think they are. So how do we know when in the difference between healing with and through another person because their love is all-encompassing, because their love is safe and not going to come at us with demands or expectations that we be something we're not ready to be yet? How do we know the difference between that and fixing? Because the fixing one 
gets to be bothersome over time or it bothers both of you. One feeling overwhelmed that they have to take care of you and them emotionally. In the other way, the other scenario is the rebellion. One not thinking the other one can and the one that is thought of that can't tries to prove they can and then there's always that conflict. Well, you always say that. Well, you just don't know. Well, you always say the same thing over and over again and, you know, that's the conversation. Instead of those conversations, there's the thing about patience and we it's just been a week since we've talked about it, but these things are coming up quite frequently at this point because we really, really need to pay attention to the things that work and patience in saying, I know you can figure this out. I know you can do this. I've seen you do this before. You may not know that you can do this, but I I can wait. And if you need me, we can talk about maybe the next step or the first step or the last step. I don't care what step, but we can discuss it. But only if you need me. There's no way you can do this on your own. I have to help you. You've never followed through with anything before. I don't think you're going to do it now. And that goes on and on and on. Those are endless arguments. I call them loops. We never get out of them because we can't even hear ourselves say them. So if you ever feel that feeling that you are frustrated with another person, because sometimes we just get there, we don't know how we got there, and then we're there. And we're rolling our eyes. And when people say nice things about them, we're like, oh, you don't really know who they are. And if you find yourself saying that, the bigger question is, why are you allowing that in your life? It has nothing to do with the other person because the other person isn't going to fix that in you. And that in you is the acceptance of something you know in your heart you don't belong in. And so part of it is that you're mad at yourself for being somewhere where you took on a responsibility that isn't even yours. So us paying attention to why we are there, why we took that on, why are they the emotional level of maturity hasn't gotten to the point that can see you are repeating a pattern over and over and over again. If you find yourself with the same kind of personality over and over and over again, that's your question. And it's a big question. Do I want something? Do I want to try something different? Do I need something back from this? What am I really doing here? And those are questions we think, how could somebody not know? How could somebody not know? Well, the way somebody could not know is that we're so invested in who we are, we can't bend and we can't break. Ava from Indiana. 
Ordinarily, I would agree with the host, but there are occasions when the right person shows up. It does fix the other one. I'm on the phone. Are you taking calls? And someone wrote, and Liam wrote, she doesn't take calls. Too bad. It's always good to get a second opinion. There is a chance where we can fix each other, but it comes through a mutual respect for each other. But we can't go in and push someone to grow. I haven't seen it. I've seen resistance to it. And and not only that, it happens to me when I was working with people, when I would get the rubber where the rubber meets the road. There are times, and it can go two ways. Somebody says, wow, I really tried that, and it actually worked. But they came to me for that. There's a difference between coming to me for something or me imposing myself on them and telling them, hey, do you know you're kind of like doing something right here? And sometimes people respond like, wow, I didn't even notice that. I say that when someone tells me. I didn't even notice that. And I go forward and I take their advice. But I realized that there's also the other scenario, which happened to me more than not. And the other scenario was that they fought me because they actually didn't want a solution. They did not believe that they deserved the outcome. They did not believe they deserved the outcome. And it's funny because, you know, I read something like I just read in the chat and, oh, wow, that's great that they usually agree with me. Not everyone needs to agree, but you got to wait it out and hear the whole thing. That's the patience that I'm talking about. The patience that I need and someone else needs to get to the bottom and to the end of anything. I have never seen anything work as well as patience. Patience to see what would you naturally think? What would you naturally do? Down and go, gosh, what should I do? And and no, I can't do that. And no, I can't do that. Time will answer those questions. You will find yourself shopping for groceries. You will find yourself in line at the grocery store or driving or sleeping. And all of a sudden it comes together. And you're like, oh, I get it. This is what I'm feeling. Let me respond to my truest feelings. When I am talking to somebody and they say, let me word this so that you can understand it. And I say, what do you mean word it so I can understand it? Just tell me. They're like, well, I can't just tell you because you're going to misunderstand it. And I say, there's no way I could misunderstand it. If I do, then you can tell me. But I need to hear what you're thinking for me to understand what you're saying so I can address it. And then after time, in many years of hearing that, I realized that the person who was saying that to me wanted to make sure that I understood 
actually were disagreeing with me and they didn't want to hurt my feelings. And so now I just say, just tell me the truth. Just tell me the truth. And then in that subset, some of those people were trying to control me, possess me. And so they thought if they said it right, I will listen and and kind of delve into that world with them. Because they assumed I wouldn't understand, telling me that they didn't think I, I was as smart or I would know what they were saying. And they weren't trying to fix me. They were, they were actually trying to control me. So you have to go with your gut. Time will answer those questions because sincerity sticks. And anything that isn't sincere tends to just fade to black. And the bigger, bigger assumption in all of this is why do we expect relationships to fix us? Because if you walk into a relationship and you're growing with that person, that's different than expectation that the relationship will fix you. If you feel broken and you go into a relationship and you know something's off and you tell the other person, hey, you know what? I've been through a lot before I got here. I don't know how I'm going to handle this best. That's different than the expectation that the other person will fix you. Expectation is one of the things Christ talked to me about quite heavily. And that he said, expectation ruins everything. And then people start getting into the nitty gritty. Well, I expect to do well. Well, I expect, yes, I get all of that. But putting expectation on another soul to fix you is putting a lot of pressure on them when they don't even know what they are dealing with yet. We cannot forget that relationships are people we meet that we know nothing about. We don't know their friends. We don't know their family. We don't know their coworkers. We don't know anything. And we have to learn someone's entire lifetime, time, Because people can tell each other whatever they want and everybody sounds great in the beginning. But what are they saying to you? Really listen. What were their breakups like? How frequent was that? What were their successful relationships like? What did they like about that? Ask questions. Because what people look like and what they think like are two different scenarios cover up many feelings that we may have that are hard to have. We have learned to hide parts of ourselves we don't like very much. It has been a long journey by the time you're even 30 years old of trial and error, of seeing what works and what doesn't, of finding what you fear most. Maybe what you fear most is actually losing a relationship. But expectation 
expectation is scary. Because all I think of when I see the word expectation is a layer of pressure that did not need to be there. So when we go in thinking, oh, I'm empty now. I don't have a partner. I'm scared. I'm going to be alone forever. I better go for this because I don't know when I'll get another chance. And all of that kind of thought, that thought has fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt behind it. And anything we respond to that has fear, doubt, worry, control, or guilt behind it is going to lessen us, giving us lessons, putting us on these different journeys to help heal those parts of us. And you may get into a relationship or be in a relationship where maybe you, the two of you aren't really able to help each other and you know it, but you stay and you kind of get used to that environment. And then over time, you start to realize, hey, you know what? We could have a better life than this. You can do that without expectations left over it. Because now you're not at least fighting about it. But when you get in and one of you pushes against the other because one of you feels like they are stronger than the other to a point where the other person starts to feel that inadequacy, you're going you're gonna to have conflict. So it's always good to ask questions. Even married at 40, I have people that's actually right now coming to me with, gosh, it's just been so long. I don't know how to live without her. Now I'm having a hard time living with her because now we have different factors in the marriage that are tearing us apart. And yet they keep going back over and over again. No matter how bad the scenario is, they keep going back. And a lot of it is they really just don't know how to live without each other. And as long as they're okay with that, they can live the rest of their lives together. He realized he can't help her any more than he has, and now he's at the point of enabling. And everyone else, children included, have this. And he knows logically that's not a good place for him. Trying to get out, trial separations, trial separations over and over and over again. But then what keeps happening is they come back because they don't know where else to go. And maybe what they need to learn is how to accept being different and still be together. Accept having toxicity without addressing the issues, even though they're both in therapy, separately and together. And all these legs trying to hold up this relationship, and it's exhausting for them. At the end of the day, even after almost 40 years, He's finding out he cannot fix her, and she's always expected him to do so. And when he doesn't, she really gets on him for that. And so not only does he feel like he's not succeeded in fixing her, he feels bad about himself for not being able to do that. And that's what keeps making him go back and keep trying. The signs are always present our level of awareness will be the difference of us being able to stay or not stay. 
deciding whether or not to take it on or not. And I know it's hard in the beginning because in the beginning it's like so much fun. But go with what you think in your sleep while you're driving, while you're shopping. Ask yourself questions. Ask questions of the other person. Because the more questions you ask of them, the more they can trust that you can see going on around you. And that may encourage them to ask you questions so that the both of you can feel like, hey, we got a working relationship here. So I want to thank you guys for today. I wanted to wish Marco's family all the love and prayers of dealing with their loss. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.